Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hi there. Uh, welcome back to the Facelift Sisters. Um, we are talking this week about Ruth chapter two. And if you are following along in your insights homework, typically, you know, we do four days um, for each chapter. And this time we're only going to do three days of podcast. Um, so if you're following along in your homework, today is day three and day four. Um, but for those of you who do not do the homework, you have no idea what we're talking about and you can just enjoy the ride. So <laughs> we oh, that would be me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to um kind of hit the middle point, um, like the very end of the first half of Ruth. Um, in Ruth 2, and we're going to read and discuss um, Ruth 2, 17 through 19. And just as a reminder, Ruth has finished her first day of gleaning in the fields of Boaz, and she has gone back to Naomi, and she has um, taken all of these. Um, yeah, she's sorry. She's going back to Naomi at the end of her day, and that's where we're going to pick up. Okay. 17 through 19. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. And now things are Oh, I'm so glad we have sound effects on this podcast. This is good. <laughs> if only we could figure out how to embed a video so that you could see no. all of the yes, yes. Maybe, maybe you're safe from that, we could say. Thank <laughs> I kind of love the fact that Naomi's being a little bit of a busybody here. Okay, where'd you go? Mm -hmm. Who'd you see? Who'd you meet? Right? Uh, I I wonder, too, how random that was field was. Like, I bet you Naomi's, wow, that looks like a good field of barley, knowing it was Boaz. I mean, I could see her doing that. <laughs> go there versus over here, because she knows her kinsman. Yeah, she although it sounds she, like she, she didn't, didn't know where I mean, she Yeah, Ruth went. just went out on her own that morning. Oh, good point. With good no point. direction. Yeah. Yeah, and I would imagine that things have changed. The like the landscape has changed in the last ten plus years that yeah. Ruth has been gone, um, because of the famine. Mm -hmm. Why they left, um, you know, and if other people have left like they did or died from famine, then property transfers would have happened. And so, you know, do you was everything like she like it was when she left? Hmm. Good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But I tell you what, I'm just really impressed by what a worker Ruth mm -hmm. is. I mean, she's worked in the field all day, 
But she doesn't stop there. Now she goes and thrashes what she's gotten before she goes home. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wait till the next day. She doesn't ask for Naomi's help. She just finishes the job um, and then heads home. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen what they do, like to thresh grain? Have you ever seen that? Don't they no, kind of beat it? Beat it? Like yes. pound it. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not an easy. To get the outer skin, the chaff. Yeah. Right. Off, leaving yeah, the kernel. Then they have to kind of sift it, right? Shake it or, you know. Blow it around. Blow the dust blow away the dust. or, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were, um, we went to Mount Vernon, um, George Washington's home mm-hmm. when we were in Washington, D.C. one year. And they had like a threshing barn kind of is what it is. And at that point, which was in, you know, the 1700s, um, 1700 AD, of course, um, they had like these threshing floors and they were kind of two story and you would have, it was a circle and you would attach your, your horses to this little contraption and then you would walk around Mm -hmm. and the stone essentially in the middle would kind of beat it and separate everything and then it was kind of tilted down almost like a little funnel and then the wheat would actually fall down so that you would you know have that separation without having to physically do it but this took horses and like these big heavy things yeah and this is a woman who was doing this all on her own and she was not a trained laborer right yeah that's some man I'd be exhausted Mm mm-hmm exhausted and i'd be a little grossed out because then my wheat's going down where the animals are like that kind of grosses me out a little you wouldn't bit. have been grossed out back like then the though, threshing, yeah you wouldn't right. have known any different you're right the threshing floor just kind of always bothered me a little bit but yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it wasn't the least sanitary thing that was happening there i don't think that's a good point <laughs> it was not. probably yeah <laughs> Oh, those are probably surgical standards over there. <laughs> so <at that> point. <laughs> so no, it, it is hard. Yeah. It would Go be ahead. hard to be just transported back to that time after we've known showers and dishwashers and sanitizing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. disinfectant I, wipes. Yeah. I couldn't. I would go future. Would you get would you go past <laughs> or future? Might be kind of tough to go past. I mean they didn't even have toilet paper until you know, uh, oh, you just told me that there was a thing with COVID that there was something that says, I can't believe the instinctually, the first thing we went after was toilet paper, was toilet paper. <laughs> during a survival mode. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I also heard another thing that they, they, it was just a little COVID thing. And it said, they said that just wearing masks and the gloves were good, were good to go to the grocery store. They were wrong. Other people had clothes on. we did go back a little so we've diverged a little just a tiny bit bit. Susan you were really thinking away up there I want to say up because in my screen she's in the upper left corner yeah no I was just thinking about whether I would go back or forward Mm. past or future Mm -hmm. and then I was thinking about back to the future Right. And then I was thinking, if I went back, what would have changed because I was there? This is all going on in like five mm-hmm. seconds. In, in like the nanoseconds we were. <laughs> right. And then if we went forward, 
how would it be different? And then I remember I found a paper we've been cleaning out and we, I found a paper that um, actually my husband found a paper that was like, what do you think things are going to be like in the year 2000? And you had to like draw a picture and it was like hairstyles, fashion, um, cars or transportation. And I remember thinking that in the year 2000, people were going to be like way out there. Cars were going to be flying. I mean, I was, you know, we all thought that grade or something. And that was, that was what, you know, it was going to be. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> so really, but in the future, like, how much are things going to change? Anyway. I'm, I'm holding out for the driverless cars. Oh, well, they're coming. I can't wait. I know. In my lifetime, I know I'll see that. Eric so. just said that last weekend. He's like, man, I can't wait for, um, what did you say? Driverless? Yeah, our self-driving cars. Self-driving yeah. cars. And I looked at him. I'm like, I don't know about that. He goes, I I was on the road for five and a half hours. I could have gotten a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so. put me in the back seat, Nana knitting. I'll just do that. <laughs> and just program me to go see the grandkids. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We have we have traveled far already, right here off the path. Yeah, we really yes. have. Good we point, Terry. That's right. Yes, we have. So let's get back to that then. And, and okay. I think it was Terry's fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I'm throwing all these random questions about past and future. No, it wasn't. All he contributed to the divergence there. So um, anyway, so we know Ruth is a very hard worker. She's a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. She's a very hard worker. She's and a very generous woman because yes. not only does she give um, Naomi everything that she's worked to get all day, she also gives her her leftovers Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, this is already done. You can eat this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has to have been hungry by then too. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's worked all day and all she had was a midday meal. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty special. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I love how Naomi's, um, her enthusiasm seems to be rising. You know, she's been depressed mm-hmm. and, and in despair and in grief. And now Ruth comes back with all this provision and with a story about how she got it. And sounds like Naomi's getting a little excited about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a change in her attitude. A little um, bit of hope. A little yeah. bit of hope's come alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we actually need to read a little bit further, I think, um, okay. from where we did. So we read 17 through 19. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to read um, all the way through to verse, all the way 20, through 23. To 23? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 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 The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers, otherwise known as kinsman redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Yeah. 
I think I think we needed to to finish that one up there. Yeah, that's good. yeah I think that was good. Um, because we know that you know when we were just reading up through nineteen, we knew that um, Naomi was like, "Hey, where you been? Who'd you go see? Where'd you work? Did you meet anybody? Did you make any friends?" You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a good mother, right? Yes. A good mom yeah. on the first day of school, yeah, you know, or the new job or whatever. And then she's, you know, Ruth's talking up Boaz, but then we had no idea what Ruth's response was there. So then we've learned that, you know, uh, Boaz says the Lord, or Ruth says, Naomi, my goodness, Naomi says the Lord bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that she says he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. It just hit me that when she says the Lord bless him, her heart has been changed Um, you know, we talked about that a little bit, but her heart has been changed. And now she's like, Oh, look at this. And then she says, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living or the dead. And I, she, I think is referring to Boaz there in that conversation. But do you think that she has, is referring to God as well there? Like, I just see so much that she's like, God, you have not stopped blessing us. And I see that now. Yeah. I just love that picture, that duality there. And her eyes are open to that. She's looking for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though she has this bitterness and this pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God's softening her heart. She's able to see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that has to do with the fact that she's back among her people who are focused on the same thing that she is. She's living in a like-minded community. Yeah. Um, she, of course, they're reaching out to the outsiders. They're providing for the people who are, you know, passing through and through gleaning and things like that. And, and they've, they're providing for Ruth as well as an outsider. Um, but it just speaks to me about the importance of being with people who are going to be encouraging and uplifting and, helping to set your mind on the things that are right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So then she's super excited. Yeah. She continues to be super excited. I mean, that's, that's a huge change. I mean, now, because what that means is she's opening herself to the possibility that her daughter-in-law might remarry. Mm -hmm. um, And that's a little bit of a letting go right? Um, letting go of her son who had died yeah. um, and looking forward. That's a, that's a big letting go, I think, to be able to put that behind and say, you know what, this will be, this could be a good thing. Um, Boaz is our kinsman redeemer. Um, who knows what's going to happen here? Um, but maybe a future for Ruth. And I think she's excited about that future for Ruth. Yeah, I think she's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. that You know what? This is not all doom and gloom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And had she stayed back in Moab, she would not have had this opportunity. That's Mm -hmm. right. And I like how she calls him our kinsman redeemer. He's not going to redeem Naomi. He's going to redeem Ruth. But she says ours. They're in it together. They're in it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... Yeah, so I don't know. Like Ruth wasn't a kinsman necessarily either. Maybe by, by marriage, marriage she was. By marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by and her firm was. declaration of right. "You go, I will go." Yeah, your God 
You got my God. God. And let yeah, the Lord punish me severely if mm-hmm. I make it other than that, other than death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Good point. He's, she's he's in. in she's mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that Naomi is like, oh, this is good because I'm glad you were there because if you went to someone else's field, then, you know, you could have been harmed. Mm-hmm. And then part of me is like, girl, why did you not say, hey. Be careful. At the right. beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go to Al's place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we think Steve's a little creepy, so don't go there either, you know? Sorry, anybody who named Steve. I, I don't know. know if you're creepy. Steve or Al. We just picked him. <laughs> you know, I just, it just, it does make me wonder though, like, why didn't you speak up? Why well, maybe she did and it's just not recorded. <laughs> maybe. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Unless yeah. she was really trying to be like, okay, this is on you. This yeah. is what you're going to do. And we're going to trust that you're going to make the right decision. And I am not going to be that overbearing hovering helicopter mom yeah and maybe ruth just got up that morning and went maybe she didn't really discuss that with naomi oh maybe you know maybe Maybe. she just said look i'm gonna go out in the fields and get what i can get Mm -hmm. texter said hey i'm here (laughs) (laughs) yeah left a rock on a map no (laughs) (laughs) drew a map in the sand and then left a rock there (laughs) oh that ancient texting let's see (laughs) i like one of the things that um i read about is when um when boaz said um oh he said to me stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain so this is, you know, she she could have gone to another field like we talked about, but I like the job security offered here. Yeah. Because harvesting, you know, both fields or both um, crops, crops takes two to two and a half months, April, May, and part of June. Okay. So she has good job security, and that can bring a lot of relief, even oh, if yeah. she doesn't know what, you know, the future future holds. At least she's like, okay, we're good for now. And for a couple months, you know, <clears throat> we'll have enough to eat and whatever. Maybe by then I can find something, you know, some other job or something. Yeah, but she was pretty successful as, as a gleaner. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. so, too. I, I think she had enough to put away for the winter to see them through until the next harvest. Mm. If she was getting 10 times, she got 10 times that day. She's already two weeks ahead. Um, and I would imagine she had the same kind of success day after day. And Boaz kind of ensured that she right. would. Yep. So, so she, yeah, Boaz did. He was the kinsman redeemer. Or we also have called him the guardian redeemer. Mm-hmm. So that, well, that's his term. Let's kind of talk that through a little bit. Okay. It's probably an older male in the family, right, that has enough wealth to take care of people in his family. So, I mean, with a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But then they, there's also a lot of power that comes with that. Mm-hmm. So the patriarch of the family. I would, um, that's kind of what I'm picturing. Although he is not the closest kinsman redeemer. Right. He's, he's the second in line. So we'll there's to that. 
There's someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, he, yeah, and he could choose to marry the widow or not. I thought this was pretty interesting. If the first redeemer chose not to redeem her, the next relative could take his place. But um, oh, where is that part? Sorry, twenty-five. If he doesn't, if he doesn't want her, then she can take off her sandal. No, take his his sandal, sandal. off of his mm-hmm. foot. And um, I don't know, I imagine her pointing at it and just, you know, in front of the elders, mm-hmm. he will not redeem me. He does not want to redeem me. And she can spit in his face with his sandal in her hand. And from then on, that family would be known as the unsandaled family. Like, I read that too. I'm like, yeah. what? That is crazy. We think we live in a strange world now. Yeah. Can you imagine like chasing people with shoes and spitting at them. And right. That be a legal declaration. Because they won't yeah. have sex with you. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. How does that change that? No. Yeah. So wait, we've kind of ju- we've jumped around, but it's it's a little bit the kinsman redeemer. Oh yeah, it's not necessarily. No, was it about sex or was it not about no, just property? No. It was just property. Mm-hmm. I was mixing up the brothers. If you had a brother in the family, then you would have sex with the brother-in-law so that you can continue that family line. Right. Really, that wasn't going to happen for Ruth. Um, but you're right. Property is what was happening here with Kinsman Redeemer. Well, he, he gets the wife. He does. Right. He does marry her. And the property. And the property. Right. Yeah. Yep. But we talked about it before, um, didn't we, Rosemary, where we were like, yeah, but he still gets to have his own family, too, even if he does redeem her. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, and, That's and with the brothers. I'm not sure about kinsmen redeem. Well, no. So my understanding is that the kinsman redeemer was not so much at, not so much about the spouse and the familial lineage as it was about the property keeping the property in the tribe right because they were commanded in was it leviticus right um the 25 yeah that the that the property was to stay within the original tribe of israel Mm -hmm. and that that no tribe was to have more end up with more than what they started out with. And that was a, my understanding is that that was a power thing that God was like, this is what I have given you and it is sufficient. And therefore that's what you're going to stick with. Mm-hmm. And so a recognition too, time. that the land was really God's land, mm-hmm. right? You know, all he really gave to the tribes was a leasehold. It wasn't their, it wasn't their property to do with whatever they wanted they were just being responsible for God. Oh, love how you use that realty term, leasehold. <laughs> like, the, like none that? of us know. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, that's what it looks. You can it use is. this while you're here and you can do what you want with it for a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not forever. It's not permanent. Well, the so, first line, um, <clears throat> excuse me, of explanation when I looked up Kinsman Redeemer says, <clears throat> excuse me a relative who volunteered to take responsibility for the extended family. So he does have the responsibility. He doesn't just get the the property and he's done. He does take on responsibility for the widowed woman. Yeah. 
for both the widowed women. The family, yeah, the, the family, extended yeah. family. Yeah. So this is part of God's like welfare system. Mm-hmm. The first line of the welfare is through the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And so you can sell within your family your property. That's who you're like, let's say um, I become poor and I would go to the kinsman redeemer, right? And they would buy my property so I would have a chance to live and take care of that. Um, and but if it still I would be permanent. Right. Because every 50 years in the year of Jubilee, that's 50, right? 50, yes. yeah. Um, everything had to revert back to the original owner. Right. So, or back, so nothing, even if you bought the land from someone, you weren't buying it permanently. You were just buying it for whatever period of time remained until the year of Jubilee. So then let's say I became rich enough to buy my land back. Right. Then Anytime I, during that time, you could buy it back. Okay. Yeah, you had, there were some specific instructions. You had to determine the value of the land at that time mm-hmm. and pay, pay that value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could get it back. You had to give the balance back to the person that bought it from you. Right. um, Yeah. So it was like, it was determined whatever the, the, the original purchase price minus the depreciation is what you had to pay back to the The redeemer, whoever had purchased it for you. Right. And then it would come back to you. Okay. Is it just for that one year? But let's say it takes me five years. So then you would calculate what the five years of depreciation is on that original purchase price and then go back. And that's what you would pay. That's what you There pay. we go. Because we're they, were, they were not to, they would not, they were not to, um, to make profit, any profit really. yeah. or right. charge any interest or anything. Yeah. Um, they were not to have any financial benefits from their tribe members. That still, I think, often happens in, um, I know, like Jewish synagogues. Mm -hmm. If you're giving within the synagogue, you're not charging interest to that part. Um, I think it still happens today within that, which is a really good system. And the other other part of that, too, was that you couldn't charge them for food. Right. You couldn't make a profit off the food. I'm sorry. Make a profit right. off the food. Yeah, right, right. they would still pay for the food, but they couldn't make a profit off of it, which is also a good thing. Mm-hmm. When what you notice isn't there is they don't get to go shopping for clothes and all cool things. You know, I mean yeah. Whole then they're system. on their own. Right. Yeah. They're not within that protected. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're just not gonna let you starve. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a And we're not gonna let your land leave the tribe. Leave the tribe. Right. right. It'll eventually go back to mm-hmm. your family, mm-hmm. to your relatives, right. your sons or your grandsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, I love the fact that um, God has these systems set up so that he can show that his intentions are true and they will be carried out over the whole long term. And it's his way of protecting his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so and he interesting. has this big, giant design for it. And it's yeah. a really interesting design, just the dignity of the gleaners. And the, mm-hmm. this whole kin- kinsman redeemer means you have someone protecting you. You have someone who's providing for you. Oh, and guess what? We look at Jesus as our kinsman redeemer. Mm-hmm. He's protecting yeah. us. Yeah. And he's bought us. Mm-hmm. He has redeemed. He's, You're right. Yeah. He's taken us. responsibility mm-hmm. for us. We're yeah. in his family. That's yep. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I love that. So mm-hmm. Jesus is, but Rosemary has mentioned in the past that Boaz is a depiction of, of Jesus God and Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that really just ties it up right there as to, yeah. to how that is. So anyway, well, Terry, yeah. you want to close us out today? Sure. Great. Father, thank you for this time together to pour over your word, to have your word pour over us. Lord, we just um, just find it so interesting. And I don't know, I get a little jumpy inside with joy when I read about the kinsman redeemer and how you are our kinsman redeemer and how you give us pictures of your redeeming love throughout the Old Testament right mm-hmm. into the New Testament when we see the fruit of, of all these things um, come to fruition. And we thank you for <clears throat> the redemption that we have through you. And just, um, just pray for each person that's listening today that if they have not already called on you to redeem them, that they'd give a lot of thought to that today. And if they can feel the Holy Spirit pulling and tugging on their heart, that they would look to you to, to redeem them and to save them. And um, we just pray that their, your spirit will reach out to people today. We uh, just um, find peace and rest in your word and in your promises. And we thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Ha, <laughs> 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 <laughs>